On this, our eighth spoiler cast for the Good Morning Guys podcast. Thank you so much for joining us on this fine morning, afternoon, evening, or night as we discuss arguably one of the most revered masterpieces in video game history, in the very least PlayStation history, Mm. The Last of Us. I'm one of your hosts, the Brazilian Mountaineer and Transition Ninja, Lucas Ham Swisher. Hello. Also with us, the judge, jury, and executioner of fake news and spoilers, Patrick Novosel. It's up. And our final member of the GMG Quadfecta, since our third member, Ronnie, does not own a PlayStation console. Womp womp. Uh, this guy's got music in his heart, Doctor Who on his brain, and La Coretta literally in his stomach right now as we speak. Maybe. No, he doesn't. All right, Patrick has it. Uh, Mark Boucher. <laughs> why, why are you looking at me like that? I'm trying to learn how to whistle. Oh, wow. Oh, nice. gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that was quite... quite the, <laughs> That's that going over my head. I was like, Mark, does he not know how to whistle? <laughs> what is no, no, I know how to right whistle. <laughs> yeah. Okay, there it is. <laughs> no, I was nice. doing my best Ooh. deli impression. I was drowning. Mm. It's like I didn't know how to swim. All right. <laughs> I got it. I got it. There it is. <laughs> Being as The Last of Us Part 2 is coming out in T-minus nine days, and Mark just recently played through, for the first time, what we can now call Last of Us Part 1, I think we should uh, take some time to chat it up. Mm. Sound good? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, welcome joiners, welcome listeners to the eighth spoiler cast of the GMG guys. Uh, we are currently talking about The Last of Us, a 95 out of 100 on Metacritic, sold over 20 million copies over the past seven years. Um, and so we are just going to talk about every last inch. No, we're not. For the next three hours, we are going to be talking <laughs> about the first the 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we do understand we're doing a spoiler cast of a seven-year-old game, so we might not cover things completely thoroughly, but we are going to talk about all the highlights, especially with Mark being fresh off the boat uh, Mark, why don't you kind of give us a an idea of what brought you to this point, how you finally played The Last of Us? Short answer is you guys. Um, we made basic- you. <laughs> I said, do it, or we'll take your lunch money. Do it. Do it. Um, no, no, basically, you know, you guys, you guys and, you know, obviously the Married to the Games community, they talk this game up quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, they mention it uh, like you guys have as a masterpiece. Um, and I had tried it in the past. I, I purchased it probably about... Actually, I pur- I think I purchased it right when I bought my PS4, which I was mm. late to the game. Uh, I bought mine back in 2017, I think. Okay. Either 17 or 18, something like that. Um, Man, I forgot it was that late. Yeah, so I haven't had my PS4 for that long. I was mostly an yeah. Xbox guy this past generation. Yeah, um, I was late to the party too. I bought mine in 2016. Yeah, yeah, end of 2015, beginning of 2016. So I hear you. But um, late people, better yeah. late than never. Yep. Um, which is funny because I mostly play on PS4 now. Um, yeah. But uh, uh, so I, I 
I started to play the game. I think I played like the first hour ish and I lost interest. Um, mm. it, it felt kind of slow to me. Um, and so obviously with the build up with part two coming up, um, there was more encouragement to go back and play. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it one more shot since I only gave it about an hour. I'm going to really try to push through the first hour and, and just give it a really good try. Give it more of a chance. And uh, so I had some time during my vacation. Uh, we do a yearly vacation with my wife's family. So I was able to pop in the game and, and uh, get going on it. So Nice. nice. Now, Patrick, you were not late to the PlayStation game, no. nor were you late to The Last of Us. Right. Did you play it pretty soon after its release? I played day one. There you go. Yeah, because I was a big you. Uncharted fan, and then Naughty Dog came out with another story-driven kind of uh, game with zombies, which is also one of my loves. So I was in yep. immediately. So yeah, I played day one. Nice. And I played, I think I've, I've replayed it three more times since then. Uh, uh-huh. I think so. Has it become like an annual thing every other year? Uh, How have you? Uh, I don't know. I guess whatever I feel like it's something. I something that I guess I gotta scratch that itch. Um, I did play the first. Right. The first two times I played it was the OG uh, on PS3, and then when they yeah. remastered it on PS4, um, I played it once more, and then we then I played it. I think it was maybe two months ago. Um, well, I, you played I needed, it like over a weekend, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I did it over a weekend because I just love that game so much. Um, and I played, I played through that, yeah, so that's four times. And I wanted to get the, nice. it fresh in my mind for Last of Us Part Two that's coming out. Um, yeah. And so happens that good we're call. getting Mark to, to play this. So, yeah, so we're doing spoiler cast now. Yeah. Right. Well, I sit right in the middle of you two guys where I, both on a podcast, not literally, but in terms of playing uh, The Last of Us, I've played it twice. I played it once in 2013 and then in 2014. Um, and the reason I got to play it is because I borrowed it from some students. Uh, back when I was a teacher, I was teaching high school, probably in the, I guess that would have been the third year of, uh, second or third year of being in Brazil. Yeah. And uh, one of the ways in which I connected with my students was talking about video games. And one of these kids brought up The Last of Us. And I'm like, yes, I have heard of it. And I have not purchased it or played it because uh, horror scares the crap out of me. And I get really antsy. I have to play with the lights on. And (laughs) not literally, like, have to play with the lights on. But sometimes I've played, like, Resident Evil, you know, Resident Evil games in the past and... Uh, I've I've just gotten so freaked out that I've had to turn the lights on because I just get so into I get it, so enthralled and into it, yeah. and it just yeah. it it stresses me out. And so knowing that this was a quote unquote zombie game, I wasn't thinking I was going to play it. I really wanted to because it was made by Naughty Dog, you know the guys that made Uncharted. I've loved all their games, Crash Bandicoot, Jack and Daxter, all of those from the beginning of PS One, and uh, so. Once this kid was like, hey, do you, do you want to borrow my copy? I'm like, well, pff, uh, I'll play any game free. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. I'll give any game a try. <laughs> mm-hmm. worst, worst thing that happens, I'm like, nope, can't do this. And then I put it in the freezer or I give it back to <laughs> the, the you freezer. Know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's really scary. You got to put it in the freezer. Sure. Uh, or give it back to the kid. So uh, I played through it twice. I really enjoyed it. And for me, it was it was something that I easily 
and quickly look past the horror and realize that this was like a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so I've only played it twice on PS3. I haven't played it on PS4. I do have the remastered because of PS Plus. Um, or maybe I actually I think I bought it on sale. Uh, and then, like two months later, it was free on PS Plus. Don't you love when that? I happens? know, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but then I was also going to do what Patrick had mentioned to kind of refresh and possibly play part two of The Last of Us. But then, you know, Dead Cells, you know, <laughs> yep. Final Fantasy Final VII, VII yeah. uh, remake. And then, you know, now I'm getting into XCOM 2 and I'm like remaking all my friends in it so I can fight aliens. Uh, yeah, just too many rabbit trails. But I will definitely go back and play it. Uh, on the PS4, maybe even get the plat. I don't know, but we'll talk about those reasons why I'm, I may or may not here later. Yeah. So, as we already talked, this game is it's kind of old in terms of you know year to year, and it's seven years old, pretty old. Uh, but there's so much to talk about, so many things that are so impactful and important from beginning to end. And so today we're just gonna you know talk about the things we have really liked and loved about it. Talked about the things that maybe we you know, look back on and we're like, ah, that, that could have been better. Or, you know, especially with Mark, your perspective is very fresh on it. And then hit up the ending, talk all about that because the ending is very impactful and has to say a lot about us as human beings. And just as a video game, it's so good. Uh, and then finally we'll end with some predictions of part two. So to jump into that, since Mark is the freshest, I thought we could let him lead the way and share kind of like what was some of the things you liked about the last of us and really enjoyed um definitely the the very first uh you know first few minutes like maybe five-ish minutes um where we firmly establish who joel is pre-cordyceps virus um and his daughter sarah um you know he's he's very much a single parent you know working hard on his own working late nights and she's and she's a girl you know, devoted to her daddy, um, and then you just all of a sudden see what I like to call the defecation hitting the oscillation. Um, yep. and, that happens sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> and um, and you slowly see, and and the beautiful thing is it it acts as a, tu- a tutorial for the game. Yeah, it, yeah right. It, it it I love when tutorials do that. They weave the story moments into teaching you how to play. Um, yep. that way it's not another boring thing where it's like oh hit this button hit this button hit this mm-hmm. button no right it brings you along um what's the word um uh, naturally there we go yeah um, it's more organic yep and um and so obviously you, you see everything going to crap you you know you hear about the um the you know the increase in this virus spreading and and even through little things like paper the newspapers and stuff like that mm-hmm. um, you see this happening um, and then of course the um, the neighbor comes into the house after this you know you know the Sarah wakes up after she's been put to bed by Joel and then um, you know the neighbor comes in and at, at while you know Joel's kind of like like you need to do this and he's like kind of scared and all this kind of stuff. And the neighbor comes in the house and Joel has to shoot the neighbor, uh, which is like, this is just immediately setting up like, okay, we're, we're, we're end of the world right now. Yeah. Uh, stuff is, it gives you like, just like two or three minutes just at the beginning with them sitting on the couch and talking together. And then it goes right into, okay, 
uh, all heck's breaking loose. And I, and I really, you know, I think it's incredible how, like you mentioned, they weave in the, the mechanics of the game, the gameplay, but they even give you hints about Joel as a character. Yeah. Like from the get-go, he's kind of showing his character. Like there's the part where they're driving by a family that needs help. And the brother, his brother Tommy is like, hey, we should help them. The daughter's like, hey, they need help. And then Joel's like, nope, keep going. Right. <laughs> they, yeah. They'll find a ride. They'll find a ride. They can take care of themselves. Yep. Uh, but yeah, that opening is so powerful, emotionally mm. grabbing, uh, especially as a dad. Oh, I'm sure. Right. Yeah. You know, it's it's like so. It's like this. This opening is like the. It's like up. Oh for, my gosh! I was thinking the same thing for adults. Exact for, same for thing. parents and adults. Yeah. It's nuts. It's how it hits you from every the single time. Like I played it four times, and every I don't don't know why, but it is it is the best beginning to the game. Uh, to any game, uh, and just just seeing that emotional toll uh, that sets up Joel for the rest of the game. Yeah, um, yeah. you know things I'm going to talk about in the spoiler cast is Joel's emotional journey, and that's where it starts right there when that military guy is like on his on his little walkie-talkie, and it's like she pretty much was told to shoot him, and ends up hitting Sarah and just just holding his daughter in his arms as she is dying as she is crying and that crying is just like if you don't shed a tear if you're a dad and you don't shed a tear um you know you did get your heart checked because every single time uh, i played it i'm like ah it's so gut-wrenching and heart-wrenching yeah i was um i was actually watching after i beat the game um so uh troy troy baker um and nolan north who is in this game i think he does the voice of David. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, Creeper. That's right. The the creepy dude. Okay. Uh, we'll talk about him later. <laughs> oh um, yeah, we will. Uh-huh. He like it was it was Troy Baker, uh, Nolan North, and I forget her name. I want to say oh, it's blanking. Tara. The the actress who plays Sarah. We're we're actually doing a yeah. playthrough of the game. Um. And just watching their reactions and knowing the fact that they were actually talking about, um, you know, a lot of this game uh, is is mocap. All the actors oh, had yeah. to yeah. do mocap. A lot of it is. Um, right. While they're doing have you these scenes. The, have you, real quick, have you watched the, the Grounded? Uh, I started to. I haven't seen all of it. Uh, Ooh, but I have good. seen. Really you need to watch pieces. all of it because they give you a lot of in-depth about that opening you're talking sure. about. And, and he but, was talking about, like, you know, they had to do this scene, like eight times or whatever and yep. and every time it was it was still difficult and actually two weeks later they had to come back and shoot it again mm-hmm. and he's like oh man why why are we shooting this again and and neil Druckmann, the, the creative director was like he's like i've I'm, i've got what i've got here is a broken man but what i need here is basically he equates it to like all the stages of grief it literally in one shot um, and, and so that's what made it that the, that much more impactful is that you literally see Joel go through like a bunch of different stages of grief in one shot. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, uh, and this is basically like on top of everything else that has just happened. Um, you know, this is like, okay, now my world was crashing down a little bit. Now it's crashing down a lot. Yeah. And, and so that was, that was kind of crazy. And, and 
what's even bigger is watching that video um, of them playing through, watching Nolan North's reaction. Because yeah. he had never played it. He had never seen that game up until... And they were playing the remastered version. This was posted, right. I want to say, like four or five months ago. They they posted this video. And he had no idea. And and watching his reaction and watching Troy Baker and, and the actress who plays Sarah, they still, they teared up hmm. in, yeah, in that it's moment. emotional scene, for sure. So that's how powerful that scene is. So kudos to Naughty Dog for really, really digging into that. They did. They wrote that sure. very well. They made they made this game real. You know, like this. This is a game uh, with zombies. It's not a game about zombies, or you know, of of sorts. Uh, right. It's, it it has uh, it, so I guess it would be infected. Um, this game yeah. has infected elements into it, but it's not the focal point of the story. No. You know, it's you know what I and I really appreciate that about them because that's one of the things that I mentioned. You know, I don't like bloody violence. Really, I don't like horror based media i don't watch horror movies i don't i don't get into that stuff i played resident evil in the past because for the most part when i played it it was clearly not real and so you know once things started getting more real in video games i've been more apprehensive to get into them but this one like i really like the whole take on the cordyceps fungus the the different you know they're zombie like Mm -hmm. uh, but i would much rather face zombies than face these clickers because they're clickers and the sounds they make are just like the like yeah. just all that yeah, stuff it, that they do creepy. is like it's so creepy but i love the the ambiance of that the way they build around that uh i don't know if you guys have watched that that part of planet earth that inspired neil druckman to uh i have not i knew i knew it came fungus. from that yeah so th- that was one of the inspirations was that episode of planet earth i remember watching that back in 2006 2007 and it shows these ants getting possessed by the cordyceps fungus and then just that idea that he saw that at some point uh, after that, and then he used that to switch it into what if what if this happened to humans? And it's really creepy and scary to think of what if it did happen to humans? Because <laughs> yeah, you know that's that's how the diseases and things spread. They start sometimes in animals, and then something some molecule shifts around, and all of a sudden humans can get it. And it's crazy mm. real. Like to me, I see zombies, and I'm like, that's that's not real. But cordyceps, like that's a real thing in our world it's a real infection. and that just makes it yep. all the more grounded and like really disengaging because it could happen in theory and mm-hmm. so i really like that about the game how they made it much more grounded in a horror kind of way so right and right after that scene ends it's just it's just 20 years later like you don't yeah. you don't what know. a jump right yeah yeah this whole world has changed 20 years later you see an older older joel you know he's got gray in his beard and it's like wow they they are really pulling out all the stops and it's only been 10 minutes like this is i am so in it's like all right here we go yeah uh so what did you guys think of the gameplay um mark i know you kind of like me are not a huge stealth guy if I remember from past conversations. Yeah, like so. games games like Metal Gear Solid and things like that and like the um oh what is it? The Tom Clancy games. Um like Splinter, Splinter Cell. Cell, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. not my cup of tea. Uh I I can do a little bit of stealth. Um but for the most part I, I like to get into the action. Um that's more interesting to me. And so my first playthrough, um I was not interested, and even 
technically somewhat through the second playthrough, I was not, I was having a hard time with it at first. Once I, once I got used to how to run and gun as much as you possibly can in this game, because right. obviously in this game, resources are limited. Um, so, you know, I had to figure out, okay, what guns can I use that I can run and gun and take people out in as little shots as possible? Um, and use some of the other elements like the bricks and stuff like that. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a balance of, of melee weapons and, and, and then your, you know, your, your guns, um, as well. So I kind of had to balance that out. Like, okay, what enemies can I sneak around and just bash their head in? Um, and, yeah. and what enemies can I, you know, use oh, the guns? There's nothing I, like up- upgrading your bat. Or yeah. your oh, whatever weapon is, it. you know, your two yes. by four and a one hit. Oh gosh, that's 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 one of the things I liked about the game is your the ability to upgrade. You know, yeah. you start yeah. off small and then you upgrade so you can Simple. carry more. Yep. You can uh, upgrade to you know new guns, uh, your weapons, shivs, yeah. you know, all that stuff. You just yeah. gather stuff uh, that is around like your alcohol um, and right. all the other the crafting items and, and crafting. Uh, at yeah. f- at first the um the menu where you select your guns was very clunky at first like yeah. super yeah. clunky i had i had no idea i'm like this is not intuitive at all and then <laughs> you know i played for another 7 10 hours and i'm like this is awesome this is so much right. easier because they give you they give you the option um to uh, to do it, to do it that way uh, and then as you craft more and more, I'm like, okay, this is, I'm not, I'm not getting away from the action. You know, I'm not in yeah. a menu, you know, I'm still this, the, the game is still going on, uh, while I'm going through figuring out what my next weapon is, um, whether right. I'm throwing grenades well, and or it whatever. Gives you, it gives you double the options because normally in like Uncharted, you can press triangle to switch between your guns yeah. and throw a grenade, the end. And so, and this one it was giving you extra layers where it took a little extra button press, but it's still fast enough to where you could react. You didn't, like you said, have to pause and, okay, what am I going to do now? Yeah. No, you can, you get used to it and they really build it up uh, really well, layer it really well. The stealth. Yeah. So the stealth at first kind of was like, eh, I'm a little apprehensive towards this. I don't know if I like this. Um, but once, once I got acquainted enough to where I could, throw in my own play style and sort of adapt to it um, as much as you can. I got used to it and I was okay. Yeah. Um, Did you use the listening very much? Sometimes. I uh, use it all the time. I know there was a good, there was a good portion where I didn't. um, And I noticed it. I was like, man, I'm not even touching this button. But oh, then no. uh, so they're like pretty much playing it on grounded. <laughs> yeah, you might as well you might as well just upped it up to grounded, man. <laughs> well, and then uh, but then there were a couple of times where like you know especially when you're facing, I guess quote unquote bigger bosses. Um, yeah, you know that I used it, or you know bigger bigger groups of enemies, um, uh, like in Pittsburgh. Yep, like in Pittsburgh, um, that I used it. Um, but mm-hmm. honestly, like I didn't use it as often as probably other people would, um, just cause, you know, I, I could, I could for the most part see people around me, um, mm-hmm. and, and just come up and shiv them or whatever. Um, oh, right. that was so satisfying. Just shiving someone in the back. 
yeah. in, the, in the neck and the head. Ah, yeah. I, it, was, oh, it was one of those things. feeling. <laughs> well, I mean, they, they, the way they did it, the way the camera moved in uh, as you snuck up and shivved them in the head, it was, yeah, yeah it was, it, it made it satisfying because you're, right. you're killing these clickers, you're killing these infected, uh, and it made it look cool too. But man, didn't that work the other way too? When you got killed and it like zoomed on on your throat getting ripped oh, out, yeah. I was That's, just like, oh my god! Every <laughs> single time, you're like, oh no! The only other time, the only other game I can think of that got me in that way that was just like so shocking is the first Tomb Raider, the reboot of the Tomb, of oh, Tomb Raider. So many different deaths, all yep. the different ways you could die, and they were all so senseless and just terrible. <laughs> yeah, and I hate they animated I hated all of these. In the Last of Us, yeah. How did how I think the worst awful. one? I think the worst ones I saw was when like the, I want to say it was the bloaters and like the the ones that like have the actual protective armoring to them, um, uh-huh. where basically they grab you and literally rip your face open. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, that's that awful. was that was that was difficult. Yeah, it was very but, graphic, very graphic. Yeah, very most times, game. most times I would there like there were a couple of points like when they were in. Oh, uh, the medical school where, um, you know, there's that one that has like the armored, armored plates to it. And yeah. at that point I was like, nope, I'm just going to run away. I'm, I'm yeah. not even going to bother. Run. <laughs> Hit from far. I have enough We're ammo for this. Yeah. And, you know, I think overall, I, I don't know. I'm, I would have to like, someone would have to name a variety of games that do this, but I feel like Last of Us is one of the best at mixing stealth and action. Like, I yeah. thought it was really yeah. well balanced. Uh, it gave you lots of tools to do both. Um, and even in the midst of that, you know, the game is pretty much a big escort mission. Like, you're, you're yeah. escorting Ellie <laughs> to Salt Lake City, which, you know, as you go through the story, you know, and Joel, you know, adopts this girl Ellie into his life, and you're escorting her. And, you know, I don't know if you guys know this or have played like Ico or Ico, Mm-mm. depending yeah. on how you uh-huh. pronounce it. Yeah, I played that. Uh, but Druckmann has said that this, or not Druckmann, the gameplay designer of this game that I don't remember his name and I didn't write it down. But he said that this game, the gameplay for this game is like half Ico and half Resident Evil 4. Like he said, those are the two games that he took and he mashed them together for this game. And when I, when I read that, I was like, oh, I can see it. And what I appreciate about that is that uh, he did not take the escort aspect of Resident Evil 4 and put that into... Yeah, I was going to say... He took the Ico version (laughs) of it, where she doesn't hurt you, she helps you. Right. At least doesn't get Anybody involved helps you. Yeah. And that's where the gameplay, I think, gets even extra interesting is when Ellie is a part. And when at first she's just kind of on the side running around, and then she starts to help... And then she starts to like she I remember her saving my butt lots of times when I was either in stealth and I got caught or, you know, I got attacked and she would jump on their back or whatever. Yeah. You know, that whole that whole relationship between the two of them was really cool in the gameplay, not just in the story. Yeah. So I want to touch touch on that. Um, So one of the big things that I want to talk about is is Joel's emotional journey. You know, the, the, right. the, the story beats that really uh, shape who he is. You know, the first one was his daughter dying. Uh, and then mm-hmm. when he has to do that escort mission, he doesn't want to do it. He's like, I don't, I don't want to do this. Uh, and he gives, he gives Ellie the cold shoulder uh, for yep. the he first. He wants guns. Yeah, for the first <laughs> like seven hours of the game, he gives her the cold shoulder. 
and um and then you know he they're in pittsburgh and uh he's you know one of the one of the bad guys is like on him and she shoots him and you know like he didn't even give her like a thank you uh right and so you know a few minutes later um you know they're 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 about to snipe some guys and she's like he's like showing her how to use a gun um the 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 rifle and he's like uh and just so we're clear it was either him or me you know it was his way of saying thank you and at that at that point from that point on uh he's you can see the subtle changes of him of him uh you know thinking of ellie more than just his mission yeah yeah she's starting to become um part of his life uh and it's it's just the the that's just one of the story beats right there uh where this escort mission just fe- no longer feels like an escort mission they're a team yeah they're a family yeah you know or whatever Mm-hmm. yeah that's a really important aspect of it and it reminds me well one it gives me hope for the fact that they're making a show out of this uh, because I think they, even if they, you know, don't make it just about Joel and Ellie and they, you know, touch on some other people with Druckmann being involved and some of the other Last of Us people being involved, I think they're going to make this TV show really good because they demonstrated in this game. I really hope it's Joel and Ellie in this. I really do. Yeah. I don't, I, it would be cool to have a, uh, a side character, like I think it's Ish, uh, through like right. some of the uh, notes you read. Um, when you're yep. washed up ashore, uh, so that's Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. So um, it would be cool to have that, but really the big draw is Joel and Ellie, and I think if they could do something during, like in between, where like those twenty year gap, there's a lot of story you can put in there. You don't need to do the a sequel after Last of Us Two. Maybe uh, I don't really want to see a prequel because you know Ellie's a big part of it. Why don't you put it in that twenty-year term, right. twenty-year break, or maybe when when Ellie's a little bit older, and they have they kind of like the, I don't know, they'll have both of them, but they never meet. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do it, but there's a yeah. lot of story that can be in there. Yeah, in my opinion, um, Joel and Ellie is what makes The Last of Us The Last of Us. Yes, I mean, yes, there's a lot of there's a lot of peripheral characters. That, yeah. yeah, you could do some story about, but honestly, that's what differentiates it from every other zombie movie or television yeah. show or game it's not like not like it, the walking dead or something right where it's a thousand people is a is thousand people involved yeah. yeah that relationship and the fact that ellie you find out is immune she is right. immune <laughs> i thought to... you were gonna say she's a mutant yes <laughs> I was like wait what yeah yes she's that yeah. part <laughs> turns out her name is jubilee and you know, no yep <laughs> she can make sparkles with her fingers <laughs> No, but yeah, she's a, you just she's gave immune. Away the ending, jeez, oh, no, we're not it. there yet. Sorry. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, she's she's immune. That's the biggest part. Yeah. That's the whole reason yeah. for why he's even bringing her. Well, uh, you know, the reason why Marlene wants right. her to be brought, you know, to the Fireflies is because this girl is immune, and she yep. could potentially lead to a cure. And and so you could really go into that. And I don't know how much part two will touch on that. Um, but I mean, you could expound more on that in the, in the TV show. Like, okay. Sure. Um, are, is Ellie truly the only one who is immune? Are there more? And, um, and of course we'll go into, into that in the ending, but, um, 
<laughs> oh yeah. But yeah. you do bring up you bring up the fireflies, which is a very important aspect of the story, a important aspect of the gameplay because you're constantly like throughout the game you're hitting different like groups of enemies, groups of characters that you're interacting with. Uh-huh. Uh, and it brings a, a bit, I think a, a cool layer that I think and I hope and, and I feel like they're, they've talked a little bit about in part two that there's going to be more of this, you know, and I think you see it in the game where you get into an area where there's humans and there's infected and you can do things to kind of trigger them to fight each other, kind of like Days Gone, I think, did where you could, you know, kind of set up traps and stuff based off of, uh, what you run into. So uh, I I really like in the game how you don't know, you really get to the point where it's you and Ellie, or I guess Joel and Ellie. You feel like it's you because you're playing as Joel. Right. But it really, you realize it's just us against the world, like yeah. trying to figure this out and get through here. And then one second you're with the infected, the next second you're with humans, the next second you're with fireflies. And it's like, who are the good guys in this? And uh, who are the bad guys? And sure. it's it it creates for some very just just really dynamic storytelling, and uh, it's really cool. Yeah. Speaking of running into humans, you know, the couple of humans that you, that you run into that are kind of your friends are you know um, Sam and, and Henry. Yeah. Um, which that whole side storyline of them escaping the city together, and they them just ending up and fighting uh zombies in that like neighborhood and joel is just sniping and sniping and sniping and uh and then it turns out that you know sam got bit sam got bit and then the next morning you know like he's just standing in his room and he and he turns around and just goes after ellie goes ballistic yeah and then joel's go over there about to shoot him and then uh henry's like no 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 and then he shoots. Then he shoots his son or his brother. I always think yeah. it's his son, but it's actually his yeah. brother um, because of the age <laughs> the, difference. The age difference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he shoots his brother, and then two seconds later, he just turns a gun on himself. And oh. it's just one of the many moments where I'm just it's like, heavy. I put my hand over my mouth, like, really, this is what just happened. Like, yeah, the they're they're telling this real story, and uh, it is graphic. It's brutal. Um, but then, you know, that's like the end of summer and immediately it goes to fall, like immediately. And you're like, Whoa. All right. Seasons change. Things are different. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just kind of crazy to think about the, the, the psychology of that. Like Sam was literally the only family that Henry had left. And that, that one ounce, even though Sam didn't really know anything other than, you know, growing up in this virus going on and all that kind of stuff and all these zombies and stuff. Um, For Henry, that is the, the last shred of having that, that old school humanity left is having family Mm -hmm. in his life. And, and this whole thing just immediately just takes him and that's it. Yeah. And at that point, Oh, go ahead. At that point, like what is there to live for and that just and yeah. that just shows how strong of a character um and how strong of a will Joel has cuz he mm-hmm. it happened to him you know yep. it yeah. immediately happened to him in the beginning and he's still alive and kicking yeah he's a grumpy guy uh and he has he's very cynical uh but he's he's strong and he he wants to survive um it just shows how strong of a character he is 
Oh, what is yeah, that? I feel like. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say I feel like in in and a lot of times in different media mediums and of entertainment and stories, I always try to understand. Okay, where is this this story? What is the the viewpoint or the perspective from which the authors or designers or whatever are coming from? And most of the time, it falls into two camps. It's either trying to give you a message, or trying to inspire you, or show you a path uh, that you should go or it's showing you uh, an allegory or reality of life that you are you've either faced or you're facing or you're going to face and I feel like this one this game rides that line right down the middle most of the game yeah to the point where you really are like entering into humanity in such a broken state you know and it's something we don't connect with because we have so many good things in life we have so many privileges and so many things at our fingertips we don't understand this world that we're experiencing in this game and and maybe in the the past couple months some people have experienced it but to enter into it and to really understand man humans can be so messed up and so broken and so hurt uh yeah and and joel life can find a way yeah yeah joel uh, at uh, one point in the game not really can't remember what part it was but he says the world isn't worth saving you know, he's, yeah. you know, it's, he's, he's like, who cares? You know, as long as I live, I don't care. The world's going to die. The world's going into the crapper it already has, uh, the world's not le- worth saving. So it's like you said, it's, it's very real and very yeah. on the line. And then, and it, and it veers you back and forth, like teeters you on the edge. You know, some of the moments that we can talk about that were so impactful, uh, both in a good and bad way, like, uh, the, the, of course, you know, you talked about the fall after, you know, David, no, not David, we're no. not there yet. Uh, when, uh, Henry and Sam, you know, they both die and then you go into fall. But even then after that, when they're trying to find the fireflies, they get to the university, all that scruffle, you know, the scuffling happens and you think that possibly, uh, Joel is dead because he falls off, uh, in the scuffle falls off a balcony, and then it goes to black. Winter. Did you guys think? Yeah, and then it says winter. It's like, Did you oh, guys goodness. think that Joel was dead? Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't remember the way I felt, but the way it was shot, you know, like it. It didn't seem like he was dead. It just didn't seem like it, because I don't yeah. think they would show that right away. Because normal, normal movie, normal TV, normal, normal video game. Uh, storytelling is if a if a character a main character dies off screen, yeah, he's not dead. So that's right. always in my mind when I when I see a yeah. lead character almost die or whatever. Yeah, there was a part of me that thought he could have, especially because it then in winter it transitions to you playing as Ellie, which is such a I don't I can't think of how many games do this, but when you get like mid stream as it were, when you get mid game and all of a sudden you're not even let into it, but all of a sudden you're playing as a different character. Yeah. For these kind of reasons, it's like, whoa, wait, what? Yeah. That was I, crazy. Yeah. I had to laugh, and and I know it's that was a serious scene, but... Don't when tell you get, me you're about to laugh at the rabbit. <laughs> that's exactly what I laughed <laughs> Oh, dude. Like, that was another point where I just put my hand over my mouth like, oh my gosh, really? Well, there's there's a reason for that. And, and it's because some it's been... Uh, there's a meme that's been made made out of it. Uh, where there's this Twitch streamer that she's just kind of sitting there and she's enjoying the little bunny 
slopping through the snow. Yeah, who who didn't enjoy it? It was and a perfectly animated bunny. And all bunny. of a sudden, arrow through the head, and she goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was quite uh, a moment. And I was I like, do- oh, I didn't realize it was from this game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do want to. I do want to ba- uh, backtrack into like the oh, end okay. of end of fall before we get into winter winter time uh, in this game. Um, and it was um, it was when Ellie had run off because Joel's like, I don't want to take care of. I, I don't want to take care of this girl anymore. I'm gonna get. I want. Yeah. I want my brother Tommy uh, yeah, to when take he care up of his it. brother at the dam. He, yeah, yeah, and and he's he's like he's still conflicted at this point, but he's like, I don't want to have to deal with this. Give me a horse and I'll be on my way. You know, you yeah. can be you can be the hero of the world because you're given the Ellie who's a cure of mankind. You know, you can be the person who takes all the glory. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she runs off and they go they go after her. They come come across the house that she's in, um, and she she says uh, something that really resonates with Joel. She says. Uh, everybody has either died or left me and everybody except you. And she says this in like a heated, heated argument. Uh, and at that point, you know, you can see uh, Joel just like, oh my gosh, you know, like uh, this girl, this girl is a part of my life and I'm a part of hers. She's breaking and, through. Yeah. She broke through right then, you know? Hmm. Um, and at that point, like, you know, just a little bit, a little bit um, farther, uh, in, into there, maybe about 10 minutes later, uh, he pulls a little rope of dope and says, all right, Tommy, get out of here. I'm taking Ellie. And right. that was just like, it's another one of the story beats where it's like, okay, now you can see the transition. Joel, uh, is, you know, feels more or less responsible for her in yeah. a, a paternal kind of way mm-hmm. because yeah. he, he had a, he had a daughter and she died, and now all of a sudden he's kind of has a new a new a new daughter uh, in a sense, uh, kind of like a fresh start. And you can see from that point on, from that yep. point on, uh, you can see it starting to change a little bit more drastically. Not more not not subtly like before. At that point, he's taking care of her. Yep. Yep. And of course, since you guys have watched lots of movies and read lots of books and experienced lots of stories, you knew at that point that something was going to go wrong because he was, you saw the light bulb coming on Yep. and they were starting to mesh and Uh that's when they always pull the rug out onto you. Exactly. And that rug in this sense was a rebar and David. (sighs) So let's get into David. David. Winter David and the cannibals, which Ah. was like... Came Screw out of left guy. field for me. Like, <laughs> I, I could have gone either way with Joel being uh, dead or alive. I was like, I could see it going either way. And then once you control Ellie, it's like, okay, this is interesting. Uh, but then once you meet David, the, I was a little naive at the beginning. Like, honestly, the first time I played it, I was like, all right, we're going to get some help. And we're going to help, you know, Joel once they show it. And then all of a sudden. I was a bit. You... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, but if you look at the perspective uh of Joel and David, all right? And Joel is killing all these enemies, all these guys. And then David's like, hey, you killed all my guys. I'm going to kill you too. And yeah. it's, you know, in, in, in both of those characters, both of those situations, they're both wrong, you know? Um, and it's just like, okay, Joel has Ellie who's going to be the cure of mankind. 
David is just trying to survive. That's the only difference between them two. Uh, right. Also, David and his whole crew being cannibals. Uh, yeah. Pretty gross. <laughs> and him wanting to like make Ellie his queen, quote unquote, or whatever his. Uh, yeah. His, He's a pedophile. Yeah. Let's just go with that. Yes. Like, okay. <laughs> and then uh, she uh, <laughs> uh, jumping ahead, just ahead a little bit, but then she pulls out the uh, the lethal bite on him, and he's screwed. He's screwed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when I when I first got into to to winter, and she meets up with David, I, I I mean the red flags were going off. Like, okay, he's got some sort of nefarious you know you know you inner tell. inner stuff going yeah. on but i didn't know how like it was like it see he seems kind of nice it seems like he's kind of trying to get his own way here yeah. but in in such a way where he's he's not like the straight up evil guy at first yeah. in hindsight um, though he was definitely a i got puppies in my van coming yeah yeah yes, oh did. yeah yep. had that vibe for sure i mean especially when he captures her oh, yeah yeah Especially when he captures her, that's when that's when his, his the curtain starts to open and you see yeah. the real David. Um, but um, obviously, I, you know, when I found out, you know, she get, she kills that deer, and um, you know, she meets David and his his buddy, um, and she mentions something about the penicillin and, and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, Joel's alive. Yeah, um, definitely. When she said she needed medicine, I was like, this isn't for you. Yeah. So, uh, I, you know, I kept going with it. And um, I, I enjoy the, the complete just scene backdrop changes. Um, it's incredible how seasons completely change a game. Oh, I um, miss that about yeah. the U.S. Yeah. Living in Brazil, it's the grass just <laughs> disappears, desert. or it's green, or it's not. <laughs> like, there's no change. Aww. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's no change in the seasons, and oh man, yeah, it's so stark in this in this game. It's yep. beautiful. And then obviously David reveals his true colors, especially yeah. after she bites him. Um, and uh, and then of course at that point, you know, Ellie's a crafty girl. She's she's quick on her feet. Um. She is, but sure. I, I have to say that I died a lot during this segment because I was trying to play her like Joel, yeah. I feel like, just subconsciously. Yeah. And so sure. running through the town, you know, when you're running through the town and it's all smoky and everybody's running around, it's crazy. And as Ellie, I died a lot there. I died a number of times as her. Oh, yeah. It made me angry because I'm like, where's the health? Where yeah. is the health? <laughs> <laughs> I need some health. Yeah. So yeah. So while Ellie is being captured, you know Joel's waking up, and right. uh, yeah. So and he Brutalness. he goes yeah. Speaking of brutal, he goes on like full a serious Papa Bear rampage. You know he yeah. captures two guys, figures out where their camp is, uh, and then he breaks the dude's neck that's like sitting in the chair, and then just goes over and says, "I don't care uh, what you know, I'm gonna kill you anyways." And just takes like a machete uh, or a, a bat to his face, um, and you know, like he, at, you can see, like he's like, okay, I'm no longer responsible for uh, Ellie. I need to protect her. You right. know, this is this is. I feel like this is my life and blood. Um, I need yeah. to protect her, not just for the cure of humanity, because I I, I now care. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, and and then leading up to, you know, walking through the snow as him, you know, being switching back from Ellie to him, and then then it's switching back again to do what I think is really the only boss fight in the game, like a quote-unquote Yeah, it was fight. like a bloater back in the high school that was kind of like yeah, a mini-boss. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, but, yeah. We'll come back to like, that. As far as, yeah. like, a, a, a human enemy, um, right. yeah, it was but Not David. only that. But you had like a set piece where you couldn't go over some glass. You had to like go through the aisles of the restaurant yeah. in a certain way. It felt, yeah. I mean, it was really cool and I really enjoyed the boss encounter, but it's the only time that I felt like I was in a, this is a pre-designed area for a boss fight. Like uh-huh. that's how well, it felt like for me. And so it kind of broke some of the, the walls, I, as it were, where it's like, okay, I'm playing a video game. But at the same time, I did enjoy it. And man, afterwards, when you finish that boss fight, you get to see Ellie's transition from, she goes. Bonkers. I'm a happy little teenage girl. To uh, I'm my own woman, and, and I'm gonna she, hit. I'm gonna kill you, and I'm gonna keep oof. killing you until you die from it. I'm gonna take yeah. this machete, and I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna hit you in the head ten to fifteen times before yeah. Joel has to intercede. Like, hey, you know, you got him. <laughs> I think. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> especially like after you know he gets on top of her and is about to do some probably horrible things. Sure. Um, you know, uh, I've never been in that situation, but lots of, you know, people have been in that situation where you are being attacked, you are helpless, there is nothing you can do, and they're about to do some terrible things to you that really just, it really messes you up. And yeah. so I'm sure she's like Instincts. up in the stratosphere in terms yeah. of, you know, I need to eliminate this threat. I need yeah. to, you're about to do something to me that I no way want you to do to me and yep. finally when she gains control of the situation you know that all that adrenaline and all that anger just <laughs> floodgates open um right. so yeah and then right after that boom spring <laughs> yeah not summer and spring, you go yeah. and you go so you you're changing these seasons and you get you know all this brutal and messed up and horrifying and bloody um and then you get to the you get to pretty much the beginning of spring and there's pretty much there's like really no no enemies it's kind of like it, it's a, it's i think they're in Col- colorado now uh yeah yep. they're in colorado uh and joel lifts uh ellie up and she's like holy crap you gotta see this and just like drops the ladder and then you climb up the ladder and you see one of the most beautiful scenes in gaming today only because of how brutal this game has been. And then you see, like, just wildlife. You see giraffes just walking. Yep. And, you don't just see them. You pet them. And you pet them. So um, I, I, I want to say say something about, about petty, petting the giraffe. Uh, a lot of games where you can pet animals get an uptick for me. Like right. early er, earlier in the game, when you get to your brother Tommy's, uh, uh you know, compound, you he pet has the a dog, dog and yeah. you can pet the dog, and I'm like, oh sweet, you can, you know, like if you can pet a dog in a game, it's good, you know, like, uh, and then you have can you guys pet followed gir- the Twitter handle? Can you pet the Can you pet the dog? Have you seen no that? no no? <laughs> yeah, there's a Twitter handle. I think it's Can you pet the dog? And this person, whoever runs this, will go through out all kinds of video games, and they will show if you can pet the dog in the game or not. <laughs> That's and I mean, there's yeah. like they'll show Resident Evil where you fight a dog, and it's like 
all it says is it shows a video of you trying to you fighting the dog and it says yeah. you cannot pet the dog in Resident Evil 3. <laughs> and it's like them getting attacked by the dog and, and it doesn't funny. they I see him do it with Zelda, I see him do it with all kinds of games. It's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, but you you pet that giraffe and it was just like a moment where you're taken away from the brutal part of the world yeah. and just and just like I don't know, it was a very it was a very uplifting, a very you know, uh, feeling shift. Right, from well, the we rest needed of the it. Game. You know, like we just got like, emotionally wrecked. drained. In yeah, the last scene. Yeah, <laughs> right. To see the worst of mankind, and then all yeah. of a sudden they're like, "Hey, there's hope." Yep. And and obviously, so after that, that brings me to my one Uh-oh. other gripe. Okay, here about, we go about this game, and well, it is right, a minor. Talk about my gripe too. I'll say it after this one. Okay. Um, so obviously he brings Ellie to the hospital, um, after, um, you know, uh, Ellie has, uh, fallen in the water after trying to, they're trying to go through the tunnels to get to the hospital and Ellie ends up getting in the water and, and of course she can't swim and he's trying to help her, you know, breathe again and all that. And then, uh, the fireflies find Joel and Ellie and knock yep. him out. Yeah. Then when he yep. comes to, he's there with Marlene. Marlene, and, what is she doing there? Like, yeah. I like I don't know if that's your gripe, but that was one of my gripes. Is just Marlene was just back there in the beginning of the game, telling me to take uh, Ellie all the way here. <laughs> Why did you do it? And then all of a sudden, it? I get I get awakened. <laughs> the first person that I see is Marlene. Come on, come on. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's been several seasons, so she had her way getting there just like they did. So why yeah. does she need Joel? True. Yeah. I well, know. I mean, she had been injured, remember? Yeah, she had I been guess. injured, and she was low on resources, and she knew that Joel was a man who could get something done. Yeah. Now, before we jump too much further into the hospital, I did want to say, did you guys, uh, what did you guys think of the what what literally was the final go round with the infected in the game under the bridge? Where uh, I started of- off trying to kill them. Um, at, at one point, I was like, no. I'm done. And they, what'd you do? Just run? Yeah, I just ran because like, <laughs> like they just kept swarming me. Yeah, and and like I could not survive. So it's like, okay, fighting them is not an option here. And this was on so, easy mode. Yeah. So, so the, yeah, yeah. The first time I played, uh, I accidentally skipped all of it. Mm. Like I went under the bridge, and you know how you have a first few infected. Yeah. You know that you go through some tunnels and some things, and you come out to an area that's just where you're supposed to fight them. They weren't there, and I just walked through and go to the other side. What? It glitched out onto me to where the the enemies did not pop up, and the only reason I knew that is because the second time I played, I ran into all that crap, and I was just like, what is going on? What did I do? (laughs) Did I I make a mistake? Did I make a bad choice at the beginning of the game? They're like, we're going to punish you. And then I discovered it just, I hit a glitch the first time around, and then the second time they made me pay for it (laughs) because I died a lot, and uh, yeah. It was it was crazy. Yeah, thankfully a lot of those guys were were like clickers and and different offshoots of clickers and and stuff to where they couldn't see you, they could hear you, so you right. could sneak by and just and just get through. Because yeah. eventually, like after two or three times of just getting swarmed, oh, and I'm like, nope, I'm like, nope, forget this, I'm I'm, I'm out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I eventually got through and it was and it was fine. Um, that was. You know, learning how to pick your battles is a big part of right. this game. It's very yeah. important, um, for sure. I'm sure there are plenty of people who are better 
people at this game than I am um, that could probably, you know, get through all that, but I just didn't have the patience for that. So, um, yeah, I skipped on through, and then you get to the hospital. Was that all we yep. wanted to say before we – okay. Oh, yeah, I just wanted yeah, to touch yeah. on that because I thought that yeah. was funny. All right. Okay, so, so you're you're in the hospital. You find out that, you know – Ellie's getting prepped for surgery, and, and Jill's yep. like, what? Surgery? Why? Yeah. And he's like, well, the only way we can get this this cure, and there's no guarantee that we even get the cure, um, is by basically getting it through the brain, because it is a, a an infection of the brain. So uh-huh. we have to get it from the brain. And so she will die. Yeah. And, and obviously... This presents a huge conflict to the the changed Joel, um, right. but that's not yeah. my gripe. My gripe is what is perceived as the final showdown, mm-hmm. and it is not just my gripe with The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. It is my gripe with a lot of current games. I, I know it's all about the story, and I get that perspective that you want to be in the story and stuff, but I remember... Back in the days when they had, like, you were prepping for the final boss, and it was a big showdown, and, you know, there were multiple multiple parts to it, to fighting the boss, and and all that kind of stuff. And I, and I understand that, you know, some of that may be fantasy games where, you know, it's different, but right. um, I just felt like I didn't get that. <laughs> I yeah. just felt like here's you've got to sneak through a hospital, defeat a bunch of enemies, grab Ellie, and get out, and you don't even have to fight Marlene. It basically just goes to a cutscene, um, and to me that didn't feel like a build up so much mm-hmm. to me. It made sense for the story. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Um, I, I like where it went that way, and obviously we'll talk about the ending there, but. Um, yeah, this leads just, directly into it. So, yeah, it's, I just, yeah, yeah, I just feel like there could have been a a bigger like climax of okay. of the game, like some sort of a final boss. Like I would have been okay, and of course you would have had to write it differently. If David, like you mentioned, that was the only time where you felt like there was a boss. Yeah, and I feel like that could have been more closer to the end. Just my opinion. And it's a minor gripe. Overall, I mean, I love this game. I thought it was great. Yeah, um, I, I just kind of wish that had been different. Yeah, I, I am on the opposite spectrum. Um, this game, there was no indication that uh, there was like one person behind all of what's going on. Um, you know, like in Resident Evil, you got Albert Wesker and the Umbrella Corporation. Like this is just an infection that just happened. Uh, and... The the biggest the biggest battle that you have is with yourself, uh, and Joel, and like internally, that's the that's the battle that's going on yeah. pretty much through the entire thing, um, and he is he is pushing himself, pushing his will as hard as he can so that he can save Ellie because I don't know if you um, had gone through the uh, and listened to the recorders throughout the the Some uh, of them, game yeah. uh there is a there is a recorder at the end and uh it, it says something like they they've gone through all of these other surgeries with other infected individuals and none of them worked 
uh, one because uh, they were all infected. They didn't have enough antibodies in their in their body, um, or it was it wasn't they weren't fighting it off. Um, and Ellie's the only one that has has been has had that ability to become immune to it in a yeah, sense. Yeah, to this point in history, she is literally the only one. There the are no only other one people that they know who of. Have, yeah. Um, and so he's like, he's like, I don't care if she's the the last uh chance. She's, you know, like I have I have a daughter now, pretty much. You know, yeah. I gotta fight for her life. I he's a very selfish individual, uh, because instead of allowing her to die, um, and save the world instead uh, he's like i can't lose another daughter basically yeah. that's what it's what he's thinking and yeah. uh that's that is the battle and, uh, and if i think if there was a an end boss i think it kind of would have downplayed that a little bit yeah um that's just my thought well that's and the I thing totally, is i totally get your gripe i totally get it because usually games have that um, but this one was, uh, I felt like it was more of a natural progression and not a video game mechanic or a video game gameplay where it's like, there's a, bo- there's a boss. Well, the, you know, you bring up that point of Joel being selfish. Uh, in, in a certain perspective, at the end, Mark, you didn't fight a boss because you were the boss. You were one of the villains. You're not just hero versus the Fireflies you realize at the end of the game that there are no heroes and that it's just people trying to survive and in their way, in their selfish way. And it, I, I just, I didn't get that at first. Like at the end, when the first time I played it, all of a sudden I'm killing, you know, in the cutscene, I'm, you know, Joel's killing uh, fireflies and I'm like, what, wait, what? Like, she's going to save the world, and now all of a sudden I'm forced to become, in a sense, I'm forced to become a villain. Because here I am killing a bunch of people. Mm -hmm. Sure, they didn't give Ellie a, you know, we don't really know at that point if they've given Ellie the choice. If they've talked her through, here's what's happening. Do you want, will you, are you willing to make this sacrifice? But we're assuming that they haven't, that they've taken away her choice. And so, you know, to me, that's how I kind of justified the fact that I was fighting through this building to save Ellie, who is kind of a victim, even though... She has this, she gives people hope with a cure. But at the same time, like you realize that Joel has become in a sense a villain. And I think that is like, mm-hmm. again, it's it's showing humanity and it's demonstrating. It's not giving you a message like everybody's a villain, everybody's a hero, nobody's a hero or whatever. It's just showing you when people are on their own and they don't have hope or they only have one love, one one passion, what will they do to not lose that? Like how yeah. far will they go? Yeah, and, and he went as far as to burst into the operating room, and he had a, you had a choice, you know. Like it, it, the game doesn't give you the choice. It'll sit there. How long did you guys sit there before you shot the the doctor? Oh, I popped him off immediately. Yeah, really, I took yeah. Him out. <laughs> really. Once once you know, he like, did it, once he initiated it, I was all in. I was like, yeah. okay, I'm the, saving Ellie. Did you kill the nurses too? Yes. I oh my gosh! Well. You don't have to. The, yeah, I found <laughs> no, that out. No, you don't. But I don't. I didn't want to take any chance of anybody trying to stop me. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I, I sat in. there the first time I played. I sat there and I was like, "Am I in a cutscene? Like, what? It's not making me do anything." And I yeah. sat there for probably forty-five seconds. I was like, uh, "Maybe it wasn't that long, but it felt like it felt like it was long." Uh, Twenty minutes later, I don't know <laughs> I was what to like, do. I'm not what doing do it. Do? I'm not doing it. 
Uh, so, but yeah, shoot the first one. And then the, both of the other nurses are up against the wall. And then I go over to Elliot and the cutscene starts. And now, do you, yeah, do heard, you guys heard, know if you don't do anything, do they eventually like attack you or? I don't know. I don't know. Because I just didn't want guys, to take that risk. Well, no, yeah, I didn't either. But you know, at the beginning of the game, in uh, in the opening, when you're carrying your daughter, uh, I played uh, this last time. I started the game like the first hour, and I decided to just stand there while everybody's running, and I'm holding my daughter. And I'm like, "What's going to happen?" And all of a sudden, within a minute, uh, an infected comes and like attacks us and kills us. Oh, and then it, <laughs> it, it restarts back to me holding, and it restarts the whole setup. And I'm like, oh, like can, you have no choice; you uh, need to move. Uh, I can die in this tutorial, okay? <laughs> so I'm curious to know what would happen. Yeah, I immediately acted. I was like, oh, nope, man. I'm getting Ellie. I'm all in. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's save my adopted daughter. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I guess this isn't. I guess this isn't the game to try to have this gripe. Because, I mean, it's happened in other games, too, where it's like the, yeah. the ending is just so right, not what I was looking for in a video game. Yeah. Um, and, and so and I, I, get, totally I get what you're it, saying. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's, it's more of a thought-provoking ending than it yeah. is a big, huge battle ending. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I guess I guess after, after you get Ellie and you're driving. And at this point, you're driving. You're like, you haven't killed Marlene yet. And you're just like, okay, so apparently he had given Ellie back. But then you hear Ellie just wake up in the back because she's still in her, her gown. Uh, and he just says, he says, you know, they, they've, they've, tried, they've tried so many different people. Uh, nothing has worked, and they stopped looking for a cure. And she's like, all right, you know, like, okay. Um, since it's just like at that point, you know, like, He's protecting her. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, so they, they, there's like right afterwards, they um, get out of the car. Um, I guess they run out of gas. Car breaks down. Uh, they're almost, they're in Wyoming. They're back at Tommy's, you know, um, big, huge neighborhood compound, whatever. Uh, and they're walking and Joel says something that is kind of like, this overarching storyline, emotional storyline that Joel's had. And he's like, my daughter and I used to take walks like this. I think you would have got along. And yeah. at that point, it's like, he thinks he's, this is, he's on, he's on a hike with his daughter now. You know, it's yeah. his, it's his daughter. He's protecting her. He wants her to be alive because he cannot lose another daughter. Right. And that's one of the reasons why he saved her. He's like, I can't do it. Um, and then she's like, swear to me, you told everything you told me in the car was true. And the, the whole point of like, you know, they stopped looking for a cure and he's like, I swear. And then she just responds with, okay. Like at, at, and then it ends, the game ends. And then it blacks out. It just, just ends. It goes to the beautiful and music of this game. What do you think? Guitar. Why do you, what do you think, uh, was going through Ellie's mind when she just, when she was like, okay. Did you think that she was just agreed with it and just she knew he was lying and then was just like, you know what? I'm alive. You know, I don't even want to get into it. Or do you think she truly believed him? Um, I think in the back of her mind, she she had some idea or a suspicion yeah. that that wasn't, that wasn't the truth. 
but I think that at this point they had been through so much. At this point, they were starting to build a life again. Um, and, and there's like, well, you know, the world may not be fixed, but at least we can make another world. Um, and, and so it was like, okay, this may or may not be true, but I'm going to live life anyway. Yeah. And I'm just going to trust, trust Joel. Yeah. I agree I with you hundred percent. That's the way I thought. Yeah. That's exactly what I think too. Cause I, <laughs> there's no, you could see the, the seed of doubt in her face when she said, okay, like you knew it wasn't like, okay, good. No, it was okay. It's more like you know what, I've also changed during this trip and you're not like a father to me, but you are, I love you and yeah. I believe you because of who you are to me. Yeah. And she just chose, I think she chose to believe him. I think so too. And yeah. that was it. hundred percent. Yeah. And what I have game. to say that when it blacked out, I felt a little sick. It was yeah. It was just it was like gut wrenching. I was like, "That's it." No, it wasn't just a happy ending. No, it was. It like, wasn't. We're gonna end it right here, you know. And I'm so excited for Last of Us too. Yeah, man. And where sure. we're gonna be because it's because Ellie was 14 in uh, Last of Us one, and this Last of Us two is set five years later, so she's 19. Something's happened between then. Oh, for um, sure. Whether there's, I don't know. I don't know. Um, do we want to get into predictions? Do we have anything else to say about no. Last of Us 1? Do we want to give our scores and overall review? I will um, respectfully bow out of predictions because oh, I know stuff. Okay. Oh, you know stuff. Okay. Uh, I know zero. You know, how I know, you know how I am about spoilers. Yep. So I'm not going to comment. I don't want to jump into that quite yet because I okay. do want to comment. This is my only gripe in the game that... Once I found about found out about part two, it took my gripe away, but I did not initially like the ending. I did not like how it ended on a lie. I did not like mm, how it ended. I didn't I didn't like it. I wanted him to just say, Hey, I'm sorry. I loved you too much to let you die. And that's not the way Joel is. Instead, no, and I understand yeah. that, but at the same time, like kinda like Mark said I wanted a boss he wanted a boss fight at the end. I wanted a not a happy ending but i wanted a an ending where i wanted a peaceful ending like sure. a you know and i i should have known given the fact that joel in a sense went you know while he was saving a life he went a little villain at the end and so uh i shouldn't expected it but it was my main gripe because the thing i did not appreciate is that nobody gave ellie the choice like the whole game she was showing her glimmers of heroism she was showing that she in the end by the end of the game she's the only hero left. Everybody else uh, has gotten a lot of blood on their hands. Mm -hmm. You know whether it's the fireflies, whether it's Joel, uh, she's the only hero left, and nobody gives her the choice. And I felt like she was robbed. And I felt that uh, without part two, I felt it was still an incomplete game, even though it was a really compelling story. Valid, yeah. and and that was their intent. Yeah. That was their intent to leave for it like sure. that. Yep, for sure. You know, you contrast it with, you know, uh, playing Spider-Man on PS4. Spoilers for Spider-Man on PS4. Go forward a minute or two. I won't talk that long, so go forward a minute if you don't want to hear spoilers. Go. Skip. Uh, 
Peter Parker and May talk about it. And May is given the choice to die to save the rest of New York. And Peter Parker doesn't want to. He wants to save Aunt May. And instead, they talk it out, and they make a decision, and she dies, and the rest of New York is saved. That is a hero's ending. And so when you contrast that with The Last of Us, it's like, ugh, man. But we have part two coming. So I know, I don't know. (laughs) I truly believe that there's going to be a connection to the decision that Joel made in in part one. Like, there's no way they're just going to skip it and it's going to be this whole different... I just can't see how they can't... You 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 can't come back from a decision like that that Joel made. Yeah. So, yeah. I just... Yeah. But, but that gripe is not a gripe anymore because I really... I appreciate the story that they're trying to say and the, the humanity they're trying to demonstrate. Because to me... In the end, I know that no human being, uh, no fallen or broken human being, can make that decision to give up the one they love, mm. except for that's gonna be that would be tough. Like I don't for, know how, how that's how I'll react. You know? Yeah, exactly. And none of us on our own would be able to do that. And that that gives credence to then the fact, you know, to get spiritual for a second, the fact that the only one who could do that did it in Jesus Christ, and yeah. you know, in God giving His Son. He's the only one that could do it, and he did it. And, you know, I know this is just a video game, and I know it's just a, a story about people and, you know, quote-unquote zombies and everything else. But, like, to me, that just, like, there's a, there's a teaching moment in that to understand that on your own, yeah, you can't do it. You can't do it by yourself. You need help. We all need it. We all need support. Because we don't have the strength. We need that support. And Joel didn't have it. And so... Uh, I totally get it, and I get his decision, and I got to experience it, uh, and it was really impactful and really mm-hmm. good. So yeah, yeah. And I played all this this game four times while being yeah. a dad of a daughter, you know. <sighs> yeah. And it's it's I played it, and it's just it's so gut wrenching. Yeah, uh, but I don't know. I feel like I would do the exact same thing. I feel like I would be selfish and just be like, I don't care. You know, I'm gonna lose Claire. And I'm gonna lose Claire if I if I do this. I'm gonna I'm gonna be in a world without her. Right. I w- would would my world be uh, empty? Huh, for sure. If she was the only one I had left, um, my world would be empty. Yeah. So I get it. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. So review so, time. Score. Yeah. Let's give a let's give a review score. Which is All really right. hard to do, playing it twice and like having seven years to like sit on it. <laughs> seven years. <laughs> uh, no, I would give this is a ten out of ten game. Uh, it is it is a game that I will will replay uh, for the years to come, uh, especially yeah. with Last of Us Two coming out. Um, it is one of those stories that I love to relive. Uh, ten out of ten uh, palettes. <laughs> That was my old, I was I was my only gripe in the game is how many different how many how many different sections you needed a, a pallet in water. Yeah. Hey, girl doesn't know how to swim. Thank. What uh, are you gonna do? We gotta, Thank we God got for pallet. pallets. We got a pallet. Can, can we confirm? Do pallets really float that well? Because oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. Know pallets role. are usually pretty dense. I've like moved pallets around in some of the jobs I've had in the past, and I'm not convinced that they would float like that. I don't know. 
but yeah, ten out of ten. All right, ten out of ten. Mark, um, let's get your fresh rating. This is a fresh. I mean, we know you're not going to give it ten out of ten, so it's okay. But just don't give it no like four or five. Please don't, Patrick. My no, cry. no, no. Oh no, I'm not going to do, <laughs> do anything. You know, it's his, his opinion. It is. Uh, everyone's got their own opinions, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, I would say. I would say nine, nine out of ten. Okay, uh, that's, which I mean, that's if, awesome to hear. When you did not, it did not. Uh, I don't know, speak to you years ago. Yeah, I mean, I have my minor gripes about it. Um, after the whole, the whole, um, you know, Joel and Sarah thing, the death of Sarah and all that kind of stuff. You know, I was certainly moved by that. But once you got in the actual gameplay, it felt kind of slow for the first little bit. Sure. But then, but then I, I started to get more and more acquainted with it, and it picked up a lot more. Um, and you know, minor gripe aside, um, is this like I said? There are games that have more my cup of tea that I would give a ten out of ten. Um, but given what this game is, and not everything is a hundred percent my cup of tea, but I still enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, nine out of ten. Nice. Um, I would say for myself, I'm going to give it two ratings. Mm. <laughs> six I'm, out of six infinity stones. Yeah, no. I'm going to give it a standalone game rating, which is a standalone game. Because there are a lot of people who didn't want part two. They they wanted this to be it. That is all. Sure, yeah. And with that in mind, I would give this game probably an eight out of ten. Uh, just because... I found the story to be incomplete and unsettling. While real, very, like, as, you know, the pun is intended, it's very grounded, like, in terms mm-hmm. of how it yeah. displays humanity, human nature. Like, this is a story of people who n- need love, are in the broken image of God, but don't have God. And it's seen throughout, and it's quite yeah, there's a po- there's a point when... Um, Sam and uh, Ellie, they even talk about it. She's like, do you think there are people in there? Do you think they're gone to heaven? And she's like, no. Uh, you know, like, I, I'm, I'm, oh, she says, uh, um, I go back and forth. Uh, and then she's like, she's, and then Sam says, you don't believe it? She's like, I guess I don't. You know, that, you know that God's not yeah. pre- present in that point. Yeah. Um, so in that sense, as a standalone, I give it a eight out of 10. Um, but knowing now that it actually is part one, and I mean, who knows, like if, if things, I, I doubt, you know, this is kind of edging into predictions, but you know, i I have a feeling just knowing the precedence that's been set up in part one, that part two is not going to end all rainbows and unicorns. But at the same time, the fact that they're, I just, They've got to do something with this. It's not just going to, they're, they're going to continue it on. It's not going to end with a lie. It's going to be, they're, they're going to deal with it. You know, Ellie and Joel are going to fight about this or talk about it. You know, I just, that's, that's, I guess, a prediction, I guess, bleeding into predictions. They're going to deal with this. But with that in mind, this being a part one, 10 out of 10, it's superb game. The, the gameplay is balanced. The story is intriguing uh, and that kind of stuff. So yeah. There you go. Nice. All right, so part two predictions. 
So having played this game multiple times and seeing the progression and the storytelling, um, Joel's going to die in this, in part two. Yeah. Uh, I think Joel's going to die early on like Sarah did early in the game. I think that's going to be the way it's going to be. And I think Ellie is going to be the main protagonist. Um, And I don't know. I don't know if there's, there's probably, she's going to meet people along the way. I don't right. know if there's going to be a section where you play as Joel, maybe during those five years that have that have passed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think he's going to die, uh, and she and Joel's going to be there with her, like in spirit, like she's okay. going to talk to him uh, throughout the game, um, in in her mind. That's my prediction, because uh, I do not think that Joel's going to be in the game for the entirety. Yeah. I think they think they're, you know, he's going to die early. It's going to be very impactful and they're going to be like spring or summer yeah. or winter. You yeah. know, they're gonna, it's going to be something that's going to be very impactful. Um, yeah. I remember yeah, when I'm, they I'm first. Glad Mar- I'm glad Mark's not looking over here because otherwise. He's I'd like getting, no like, eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. I, I, I think from the very, get, and I know from the very get go when they show that first trailer, you know, the one that, that uh, Chris McCracken and Gabe, uh, on Married to the Games when they react to it. Uh, that first moment when you see her playing the guitar and she looks up and uh, is... I can't remember if she's talking to Joel or if she's like making a statement they're going to pay and all that stuff for what they did. or like She's alluding to taking revenge. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Just in, in those, just knowing what's happened in this first one, I agree with you 100%. I've actually gone as far to think that either Joel or Ellie or both, I don't know if, that's can't see how they could kill Ellie off, but I felt like they're going to do something to shock. Like either she's going to like, she's going to find out the choice that was taken away from her in the first one. And she in the second one is going to sacrifice herself willingly because uh, again, no one gave her the choice to sacrifice herself for the, the sake of mankind. So I feel like in this part two, they're going to give her that option. And whether she takes it or not, I don't know. I've, I feel like she's the hero of the story and that she's going to take the high road, even if she's you know cursing and violent about it. I think she's going to, the, the thing that they tried to do in the first one, the Fireflies tried to do, they're going to resolve it and they're going to try to, they're going to try to do it in the next one. And okay. so, uh, main, you know, one or both of the main characters, I, I feel like they're going to die. And, uh, you know, I, I, and I don't know if, I don't know. I, I just, that's the main thing that I'm just like, they're gonna, they're gonna bring heroes out of this because they yeah. had no heroes in the last one. Like, yeah. I think, I think in this game, the way they're going to tell the story is there's going to be uh, flashbacks. I think that's the way they're going to do okay. it because there was no the only flashback that we got in this game was in Left Behind. Right, uh, and I think DLC. you're the only one that played it. Mark, did you didn't play Left Behind? I have you? not played it yet. I I think I I think I might play it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's cool. Will. You know, it's just a couple hour um, DLC. Um, just gives a little bit of backstory of Ellie, how she got bit, and things like that. Um, nothing crazy. Like if I had to, if I had to rate that, that it would probably be a seven out of 10 or eight out of 10. It comes nowhere near the way they tell the story in the main game. Um, but gotcha. I think the way they're going to do that in part two is they're going to do, um, some, some time jumps. 
um, some flashbacks yeah. uh, that will bring Joel into the story more. Because, you know, like like Mark, you said, the, the whole draw to this game is Joel and Ellie. Yeah. Um, and without one of one uh, or the other, uh, it's not going to feel the same. Yeah. You know, I, I and, and I'm not going to put anything past Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog has, has done great with their storytelling in pretty much all the story driven games that they've done. Uh, so, um, I, if they're going to make a game, they're going to make it right and it's going to work. Um, so however they do it, I'm, I'm probably going to enjoy it. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I think that also I need to make one more prediction. No, two more, uh, more joke books. There's got to be more jokes. <laughs> oh, and more joke books. <laughs> more comic yeah, books. I love too. that That's about funny. the game. Yeah, uh, all the jokes, and that's something that was different for me on both playthroughs. I missed most of the optional conversations in the first playthrough of this game. Me, me too. Yep. Second time, I didn't I, know they were there. I followed a guide, and I got every joke. I got every collectible, uh, and I really loved it. I enjoyed it. The jokes nice. were hilarious. All a bunch of dad jokes. Uh, yeah. So there's got to be more dad jokes in this one. So that's a prediction. <laughs> and then the last prediction I have is uh, aliens. There are going to be aliens and like people from other countries. You're going to find out <laughs> that <laughs> cordyceps are actually from Neptune. All right. Hmm. I really do not. I really hope that does not happen. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes on you. Yeah. I read the it's spoilers actually, and then, it is. Then all aliens. of a sudden Ellie wakes up from a nightmare and it's just a dream. Yeah. I can see that happening. And it's like Mario 2. You're like, no. Spoilers for really Mario 2. It it's all a dream. <laughs> that's what it is <laughs> Funny. oh man if that were the case i would immediately like say i were to buy it physically i would immediately take the disc out and break the disc <laughs> <laughs> no don't do it someone will want to play it no no one else will no. want to play it if that's the case <laughs> no one will ever play this <laughs> all right well that is all for this chat about fireflies and dragonflies and elephant flies and the last of Giraffe us. flies. Rat flies. Oh, that would be creepy. Uh, joiners, listeners, if you'd like to connect with us beyond listening, remember to check us out on Twitter at the GMG Podcast or our Discord, uh, our Twitter profile and show notes for this episode and past episodes and future episodes uh, that has links that you can click on. Clicky, clicky. It's pretty fun. Clicky, clicky. Yeah. Uh, but if you are old school and want to do email, you can email us at the, the good morning guys at gmail.com. You can also practice your radio voice and call us at what number, Patrick? 929 GMG guys. That's right. Leave a message, ask a question, and let your voice. Be no, that's heard. not right. It's 929 GMG guys. Wait, what did he say? He said the same thing. I said, no, no <laughs> I, I said 929 GMG guys. Yeah, with the Z, okay. right? Guys. <laughs> <laughs> no. 929-G-M-G-G-U-Y-S. That is correct. Okay. Yes. All righty then. Mark and Pat, along with you, our beloved friends, family, and joiners, go get your good morning this week, and may God bless and guide your lives as you live, as you work, as you in- avoid the infection, and as you game. Ciao. One, two, three.